What up, Welcome. folks? Yeah, I take <laughs> it from Sean this week. Welcome to Sweaty Time Pro Wrestling, where Sean oh, delivers no. me to the beautiful heaven that <laughs> is Lucha Underground. Oh, my God, you're a stork, and I'm a baby angel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I put you inside of my egg, and I say, do not open until mm-hmm. Easter. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. And then all the children gather around, and they crack you open, and they expect you to find delicious chocolates and Skittles and jelly beans and peeps and sweets. And instead they find one of the nastiest podcasters this side of the Mason Dixon uh-huh. is the Marshland Monster James. Which is kind of effed up to do to children in heaven, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, they Actually, you want to know what? Being a child in heaven is best case scenario. You didn't have the hardships ever of being an adult in the earth and you're just okay, like hey yeah. man i all i know is greatness the heavenly light from god and jesus reigning in in, in my eyes absolutely this is sweaty time pro wrestling where it's about time we called out the privilege of some of these dead kids am i uh-huh. right yeah guys <laughs> fuck i wish i were a dead kid Okay, but that's not actually what we do on this podcast. Instead, we talk about uh, uh, wrestling and Lucha Underground Uh uh, with uh, James, a regular novice turned lover of the sport, and (gasps) me, an old geek who likes watching Uh men and women get get all sweaty and naked and roll around and professional wrestling. Oh, I do want to loop back to the stork thing. If a stork, does a stork in heaven have angel wings or do they have four sets of wings? Okay. So like, are they like, I'm kind of like the, like the double hawk from that one Dimitri Martin joke. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, it has to be, cause you wouldn't just get double bird wings. You would have your bird wings, right? And mm-hmm. then you get your angel wings because you're in heaven. I could get a double bird wings like here with enough science. Like, if you give me enough science, I could give you double bird wings. Yeah, this is the issue with science today. They can mm-hmm. only focus on things that will make them money. But in the yeah. reality, it should be like, well, eventually people with wings could be a, a booming business. That's absolutely what I've been saying. And thank you for leading me to my invest- investment. People, get your wings on. You heard of Boom and Granny? Well, this is Boom and Business. Yeah, you ever heard of Red Bull? Well, fuck Bull. This is this is real wings. This is the real deal, holy field type of wings we're gonna put on your body. You're gonna fly around. You're gonna go past the the, the blue line over there. You're not even gonna need to stop. You're gonna mm-hmm. you remember all those remember all those pooping homeless people you used to experience down on the subways. Well, no more. From now on, you're the pooping bird person. Live your dreams. But we can eventually make this, you know, socialism. Everyone has these wings. Everyone, Everyone. is pooping in the sky. You all poop in the sky with your beautiful wings that we will put on your body through science. Uh And fuck God. Uh, You know gargoyles are constantly shitting. This would be very funny. If on a Catholic, uh, Banksy, if you're listening, on a Catholic church (laughs) that has a a gargoyle, like Mm. mold a statue of shit just piled up behind one of these gargoyles. (laughs) <laughs> Two things. First, I thought you were going to say Catholic Banksy, which I'm like, it's about time Banksy committed to a religion. Uh-huh. But, like, that's an actually, man, I've, that's, I don't have, like, that's not a bit. That's a really, that's a really good art piece. Thank I would you. To, I would absolutely would love to see just, like, statues, piles of shit behind. And I even just gargoyles, too. Like, I think of those lions from in front of the New York Library of New York. 
they were you know have you ever seen the page master they're very they're, they're very scary in the beginning of that movie other famous statues i can't think of any other famous statue i don't know either the stay puff marshmallow man yeah put some oh, poop behind him no I, uh robocop in detroit Oh, I need to see RoboCop still. What? Man, it's real good. You Oh, uh, you no. should come over because Nicole has never seen it either, and we should okay. all watch it. I would party with that. Hell yeah. But I do want to say MC Deep was in town. We saw Mario Mario Party. No, Mario Yahoo! the movie. It was so good. That's not the point. He said, James, you, you're really into spaghetti comedy. Like, that's your style. I was like, I don't know what that means. Neither which do is. I. If you keep throwing things at the wall, eventually something will stick. <laughs> sounds like it just so, it sounds like bad comedy. <laughs> no, 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 no. Eventually something will stick. I've become more refined to be like, okay, I think the spaghetti is done now. What is an example of spaghetti comedy? What is a spaghetti comedy? Well, no, spaghetti comedy is like what I do. I just keep saying okay. things and eventually something funny is there. Okay, so it's kind of like... I'm. I'm trying to think, like, then what example outside of you that I can, like, you know, if this is the secret for me to finally understand you yeah. as a person and as a being, I would be so grateful. Half of this podcast is me just trying to figure out what, what goes on in that, in that wonderful little mind of madness you call a brain. I'm Alice. Yeah. You love pills. <laughs> <laughs> you love pills and you hate rabbits. Hate them. I want to stab a rat. Once I, Nicole, there was this notorious smoke hair of a man and she was hanging out with him and I boiled a rabbit. Wasn't his rabbit, but I left it out for everyone to see. Yeah, about time. That's fatal attraction, guys. But oh, okay. uh, comedy writing rooms, I think a lot of, like, you need someone who has a spaghetti style because we'll, I'll just keep throwing jokes at someone mm -hmm. and eventually either, uh, there was also a point that I will, I will loop back why I brought this up. There okay. will eventually either be like, oh, that's the joke we're going with or something I say someone will be able to with a better mind mold it into a statue much like in my style of spaghetti comedy that I'm just throwing shit at the wall eventually I will also get just a glorious idea which would be a gargoyle with shit behind him it's like a really good I'm mad that Banksy's gonna listen to this because I know Banksy listens because uh -huh. Banksy's a big T PWT guy yeah Banksy's gonna hear this and be like shoot I should I should have done that now I just gotta wait for someone to commission me yeah. And Banksy will commission you once you join our Patreon, you lazy fuck. Yeah, patreon.com forward slash MLMpod, where for $100 we'll commission you, Banksy. Yeah, so it's putting money back in your own pocket. It's a smart investment. You're uh -huh. investing in the future. Uh-huh, and speaking of investing, oh my God, we're about to get invested in Lucha Underground. Yeah, I've got two messages. Can I... I I should ask before I bring this up. Can I bring these up? Yes, absolutely. I was hoping you would. And I so will. <laughs> once you bring it up, I'll dump in the audio when you are ready. Perfect. So James sends me two video messages last night. We could probably dump them in here. Right now? I think, yeah. So the so the audience know what I'm reacting to? All right. And I will say this wasn't two video messages. It was one, but Discord wouldn't allow me to upload just as one because it was too large. Sure. So I received this in the form of two messages. 
Sean, this is the best wrestling match ever. Holy shit. Woo! I'm the Rick guy. Woo! And now I'm Brutus the Beef Rick. Woo! Now, I'm... I'm Jack Nicholson. Oh yeah, put me on your reel already. You'll be getting acting jobs left, you know? Yay. <laughs> and I got these. I was right about to go live. I, every Saturdays I go live with Torty Berry, our friend Torty Berry Ooh, over on Twitch.tv. Yeah. And so I'm like, I can't look at these now. Um, but I, and, and it's like in the middle of also like confirming what time we're going to record tomorrow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I like I get up this morning. I've already watched the episodes. You know, I'm kind of just like sitting down my computer, settling in. And I'm... <laughs> I am just accosted by it. It is so wonderful to see you get excited about this. I'm so glad you are enjoying your time in Lucha Underground. And like, I can share my love of wrestling with you. That That's very special. And I am very grateful. But I'm also terrified of what I've created sometimes. Yeah. Of, bring, of bringing your spaghetti brain into this field, yeah, th which see, is already very spaghetti brained. That is also a spaghetti thing that I I should also say I was like, oh, should I need to inform our friend Sean of this? I write, I wrote, I'm stoned, but accidentally wrote, <laughs> I'm stoned, and I had to just edit and say stoned. <laughs> it was like, what? A, and, James, I'm going to let you in. If you did not send me that message, I think I would have known. Okay, all right. But I think I, that's yeah. the spaghetti style I say, oh, hey, I'm that Rick boy. Hoo! Now I'm Brutus I'm the, the Rick man. Hoo! Also, not woo. If you, you heard that right the first time. It's all hoo with an H. <laughs> and so... Everyone should listen to, I think it's episode four. It was maybe four years ago, four, four, four of know. my, actually just watch, watch all of them. I did a playthrough, a let's play of Tony Hawk's American Wasteland, the classic mode. And there was an mm -hmm. impression episode that was, it's so funny. I think everyone should <laughs> check it out. It's on Mostly Speaking Sentai's YouTube page. There's a playlist of it. Find that because I start doing the, I go, and I'm, I'm, and then I take off my hat. I'll post the video on our Discord and I go, I'm Jack Nicholson. But there's a part where I like pause to be like, oh, I'm going to bust out laughing if I do it right now. Like kind of like the way you paused in the videos you sent me. Yeah. And the best part is because, again, I got them in two videos and it was in between him doing the Jack Nicholson. So mm -hmm. that pause is like just elongated for me as I close out the first video, open up the second one, and there's James still cackling about what's about to be the greatest Jack Nicholson impression in the world. I'm Jack <laughs> it was, Nicholson. It was very silly. But this episode is not silly. Episode 24 of Lucha Underground Season 1, Trio's Champions. Hold on. It, there was some silly bullshit in here. We'll get oh, into no. it shortly. There's silly bullshit all over the place. But the opening is not. The opening, uh, we're still met with the adventures of Black Lotus. No, no, If no. you remember, she, yes. This was the funny shit. Maybe it's because I was high. I was like, no, this I've... is corny as hell, guys. Are you telling me the woman who was rescued via kidnapping after she was duct taped and shoved in the trunk of a car 
and then was rescued by a man in a mask who is known as Dragon, and he says, I'm going to teach you the secret art of Lucha Libre so you can avenge your family. Are you telling me that is silly shit? Yeah, and just, he goes, come with me. And then I'm like, yeah, mm -hmm. come with me so I can teach you how to fight for real that includes snapping people's legs in half. It's... Yeah, well, there's a couple of moments. We open up the scene, by the way, because we, we usually get the shot of the temple. We kind of zoom past the temple. So we're no, we're not on temple premises. Mm -hmm. As we cut to a candlelit flophouse bedroom, nighttime. And Black Lotus is journaling her eight weeks training with Dragon. And how he tells me, my anger is my greatest weakness. It is my strength. Not cheesy at all. I don't know what you're talking about. So funny, guys. This was a revolution. Watch this show stoned. And most of my notes are just, this show rocks. And I wrote down, I stand a <laughs> slutty striker and voluptuous vampiro. <laughs> okay. Yes. She takes on four fighters. Uh, she, that was, yeah, he, yeah, yes, he, he brings along. But can you take on four fighters in a dark warehouse at once? Yes, she can. But can you fight me with the lights on? Almost. Uh, the big story here is she gets him in the armbar, she has the advantage, and then she goes, I hate you. And that's when he kind of gives a look to camera like, she's not ready yet, and reverses it. Because that anger, that, hate is gonna get, that hatred is going to get in the way of you getting your elope every time. Man, mm -hmm. you don't want to wrestle angry. You want to wrestle to get paid. Kevin Nash style. You want to drive angry, though. Movies. Yeah. Okay. And I've seen them. There's a movie called Drive Angry. I couldn't think of a single movie name. James, I think... Oh, A Kiss of Death with Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I've seen a movie. Or maybe I'm a cool. little movie called Minions 3. Uh, why did you say that so seductively? Uh, also, there is no Minions, Minions 3. Not yet. No, but there will be. But do we include The Rise of Gru as Minions 2, even though it's a prequel? Hmm. I don't know, because I haven't seen any of these movies, and I do not plan to. What? Minions is good. Okay. Check it out, guys, and watch Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah, or Murders in the Building. That's very good, too. There's some murders uh, in the house. And there's some desks in the temple as we cut to the desk. As Vampiro gives us four reasons tonight is crazy. Oh. One, greatest fans of the world. Two, I am Vampiro with my friend partner Striker. Three, greatest fans of the world. And four, well, Matt, how about you tell them why? Matt lets them know it's because the trio's champions will be crowned tonight. Oh, I thought he said one of the reasons was the band. I don't think, no, he does not mention the band at okay. all. Okay. It is the fans twice, and one of the reasons is because I am Vampiro and I have a friend. <laughs> like one of the, it's, two, it's two fans, and one of them just friendship. I will say also, I watched this with Nicole for the most part. She left when shit started getting fucking crazy in the last match, and I was okay, so upset. Yeah. But I'm trying to get Nicole into Lucha Underground, and there will be some quotes that Nicole said throughout this. Nicole, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Nicole quotes, Nicole's the funniest member on this podcast, and she has not appeared. And I don't think she will. Someday. Someday. When we do uh, that thing, Kaiju Big Battle. Oh, okay, yeah. Also, Sexy Star is fighting tonight for the right reasons. Worker health care against the arm-sacrificing Pentagon Jr., which is the first match of the card this evening. 
Uh, Sexy Star vs. Pentagon Jr. Penta's post-match brutality is costing workers money. He's been attacking people with this arm breaker after matches. He's ta- he tried to take out Superfly. He's taken out a bunch of people. Melissa Santos, the ring announcer last week, he, he went to attack her. Mm-hmm. She limps out of the ring right as referee Mike Knox rings the bell. Visibly shaken. And uh, Stryker sort of puts over how she didn't have to come into work today, but she did because she cares so much about this business. Ugh, gross. Yeah, no, I, I did not like that. Like, you could have stayed home. This yeah. is so... Because just to touch on last week, a very well-crafted, upsetting segment between Pentagon and Melissa Santos. Yeah, Vampiro could have been announcing. Yeah, very much so. It's Dario Cueto technically could have. He wasn't good mm-hmm. at it last week, but he did it. And... Also, we find out that Penta is from the fifth dimension. Whoa! What is it, Sean? So, fourth is time. Yes. Fifth is Vaseline. No, fifth is brutality. Oh, my God. The crowd, by the way, is super hot with this here. Oh, yep. Real quick. Sure. The 69th dimension is Vaseline. I'm so sorry. Because I love Vaseline in my mouth. Like, flies in the Vaseline are this crowd for Pentagon Jr. Big Sarah Miedo chants. Like, dueling with the sexy star chants. But big Sarah Miedo chants. Which is wild. Nicole was confused by that. She's like, yeah. wait, this, this man is just, like, breaking people's arms and fans are rallying behind them? I mean, I was thinking about it, too, because, like, this guy sucks. And he's been doing mm-hmm. a great job of sucking. <laughs> Of being, like, a real bad dude. But, yeah. Oh, no, go ahead. with Yeah. But it's so far to, like, a human rights issue bad. Like, it is not like, oh, yeah, I'm rallying up or riling, I should say, the the backstage, the locker room. No, he's committing crimes on people. He's committing crimes and last week tried to assault the ring announcer. Uh-huh. When you're a great ring announcer, there is something so protective, I always feel as a fan. Like in old Raw days with Lillian Garcia, we'd get like, every now and again, someone would start pushing around Lillian and I'd be, that was the line. Or like sometimes someone would attack JR and like, like Kane setting JR on fire. And I'd be like, that's too far. Mm -hmm. This is not an active competitor. This is just a nice man who sells me barbecue sauce and wears a fun hat. Leave Melissa Santos. That's Melissa Santos's problem when she doesn't have a fun hat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think a, a big, for me, a big part of it, I think, was again, remind, a reminder where wrestling is in 2014. Like two parts of that. It's a studio audience, so it's a lot of the same fans coming back. Mm-hmm. So they develop a much more of a, a hometown like protection uh, and love for their guys. And it's a studio wrestling show at a time where there is no other wrestling on television. TNA is not doing great. WWE has been WWE. A lot of those fans remember, you know, how they, Kerwin White, which if you don't know who Kerwin White is, look it up. You'll be like, they did what to Chavo? And all of a sudden you'll be a Chavo fan too. There is such a hole. And, you know, they they just released Alberto. The time WWE really didn't have a very strong Latin American representation in their company. Mm -hmm. So to see a wrestler from Mexico performing the Lucha Libre style, still masked, that's another thing WWE struggled with, was they loved unmasking some of their guys. And it's like, why? This, these masks are so steeped in richness. And like, so that I think there is an air of like, this guy is A, is awesome, and B, is awesome for us in this studio audience in Los Angeles, which we come to every week. Yeah. 
So, like, I guess that's what it is, but Nicole and anyone else watching this who was confused, you are right to be confused. Which I just, a quick way to explain this to Nicole, I was like, well, this dude was has been big in the Indies and in Mexico, so people are just down with this individual, and this storyline mm-hmm. is only for this Lucha Underground. So when you see your dude making it and is actually being pushed into stardom you want to cheer them on even though in context it is weird cheering them on yeah and it's so well it's also because the thing about pentagon the mask and pentagon jr is the reason pentagon was invented was to be the foil and the villain to octagon yeah and the resurgence of octagon too so he's always been a piece of shit but this specific pentagon this luchador is just he's such a hard worker man like it's, it's one of those things where you it's the, it's nice being an adult sometimes and recognizing wrestling is a little bit more storytelling than it is pure competition mm-hmm. because you can see someone being just such a douchebag but like putting in so much work and so much effort to make things work But also the story of this being a temple for violence, it kind of makes sense as well. This is a coliseum. Yeah. So, of course, the fans would be cheering. Oh, yeah. Uh, The same way the fans cheer like Cage versus Puma. Fans loved it when Cage was just like slamming Puma into walls Mm -hmm. and putting his face through the like they got real. They get real excited for big boy violence. Uh, What can I say? But speaking of all this darkness, we find out that Stryker asks Vampiro, like, yeah, you you did a lot of this stuff. And we find out Vampiro Yo. goes to therapy for things he did in kayfabe. I, I have that. I'll go through the match a little bit. Uh, sexy star. That Vampiro. Well, I'll get there. I, <laughs> it took me back. It took me back. <laughs> Uh, Sexy Star sets the pace early. She's kind of out speeding, out maneuvering Penta until Pentagon catches himself running the ropes, glares at Sexy about to roll into a handstand to Harris, and just instead of like running into the head scissors, just punts the shit out of her abdomen, like a running boot to the chest. And it was like, oh God. And that was a lot of the match. Is Sexy creating offense and then Pentagon kicking her very hard instead. Mm-hmm. I also, Vampiro also has a line. It's almost like Sexy Star is covered in blood in the night, in the ocean, and he's a shark hungry for something bad is going to happen to Sexy. Th- thank you very much, Vampiro. <laughs> he was busy. As mad as Vampiro. By the way, the way they got into this situation, all Mad Striker asked Vampiro was, how do you prepare for an opponent as torturous as Pentagon Jr.? And then Vampiro doesn't say anything for like a half a beat. And then just comes in with his trauma flashback of like how he used to do bad things to good people and has to go to the therapy for it. It's so good. <laughs> it's peak Vampiro in this episode. Uh, there's a guy right now on AEW Taz who likes to use the phrase, but I digress, you know, as, as it goes off on tangents. Nobody can digress quite like Vampiro, mm-hmm. who does not apologize for it. We'll just kind of get lost for a second and explore that road before coming back to the match. He is both a grandfather when he speaks well projecting you kid brother energy <laughs> yes okay good i you, i there was a very long pause mm-hmm. of me trying to figure out the word projecting and i was like sean it will be edited you don't need to worry about commenting on it 
It's why I didn't want, I didn't say anything because I caught myself. <laughs> but if I had come in a second sooner, because you were, because now it has to go in. Yeah. You were just going full vampiro on it, and I mm-hmm. wasn't sure if that was the bit. No, you no, just kind no. of getting, just kind of getting lost in it and thought. The match was fun. Some really beautiful spots. Sexy Star attempts a flipping senton as Pentagon is standing in the middle of the ring. She flies off the top rope, catches her upside down underhook for this butterfly gourd buster. Like, just the way he catches her completely upside. It's so exciting to see wrestling when it's like, especially like these top rope moves of like, oh, I'm going to get him. They don't even see what's coming. And then you're caught and you're held upside down by the arms. Like, oh, how did I get How did I get in this situation? I bet you're asking yourself. And it, mm, chef's kiss. Gourd busters are this special term for doctors who specialize in elephantitis of the dick. Why? Why? Yes. Also known as gourds. Yeah. Dicks look like a gourd when they're mm-hmm. that thick. That's why the kids used to call me pumpkin dick. Oh, hell uh, yeah, dude. My, but it was a chode. If, it, if you don't know, my penis did get cut off in a terrifying bicycle accident. And then I did have to put a, pe- uh, a pumpkin to replace my penis. And now Halloween, every year, I haunt the village of Sleepy Hollow, riding my bicycle with a pumpkin over my dick, seeking the dicks of someone else to steal and put on my own. That accident was started like it, it really the the mm-hmm. instigating incident was someone was going to punch you while you were on your bike. But then you went armadillo style well on the bike and then you kind of just fell right into the gear shaft and it ripped it in half. Yes. And go see Pumpkin Dick in theaters October 13th. 2052. I was going to say, don't let ICP find out about your genitals. They'll make a song out of it and release it for their <laughs> Hollow Wicked single. That actually would be a sweet ICP song. I'm not. If Pumpkin Dick came out, I would like, yo, we got we got boot up the old shuffle in the deck for that one. We're Oh, we're making jack-o'-lanterns from our dicks. Yeah. Oh, they do have that song actually already. They some, no, they have jack-o'-lanterns out of heads, but not dicks. Okay, yeah, that's true. So uh, we're almost there mm-hmm. gang sign up for the patreon so you can sign this petition to, for icp to write a dick a lantern song yeah guys they'll will commission one from icp if banksy commissions our ideas bitch statue poop statue poop sexy does eventually land her flipping senton through the ropes to the outside and i want to point out something again this if you've seen wrestling before but have never seen lucha underground the cinematography is not like anything else. Mm-hmm. I wanted to point out there's a powerbomb lung blower where Pentagon has her in a powerbomb, but like at the last second, sort of as he's driving her down, he flips to his back so that her back lands on his knees. So he's basically powerbombing her onto his own knees, the powerbomb lung blower. Been in Pentagon's arsenal for a minute. He still uses it. A lot of people use stuff, uh, have, have used this move. It's a big, it's a great spot. I've never seen it shot like this, though, mm-hmm. like level with the mat. Actually, like so like a little bit. So it's kind of like it's like you're right on the outside. One shot, no cutaway. You see the entire move and it's so fucking refreshing. It's, it doesn't feel like they're trying like WWE is, gets a lot of flack. And a lot of companies do. AEW does as well. They love their cutaways, the kind of shaky cameras. Almost like they're trying to trick you into not watching wrestling. 
where they in this they just let the move speak for itself and mm -hmm. it's it's gorgeous like i can't i cannot praise the cinematography enough baby even Davari, who is back in the crowd again this week is like whoa like they cut to him being like damn okay we should get whoever with the cinematographer was for this to do your acting reel okay or your snl audition i don't want to be on snl though just say like hey guys i'm kyle mooney but i'm i think they're gonna ask kyle mooney if that if this is him he's gonna be like hey kyle come into my kyle come into my office i'm lord michaels i'm so canadian eh is this guy you and they're gonna see me and he's gonna be like that man's not me and then kyle mooney's gonna challenge me to a fight and if he, if it's a fight to the death he's probably gonna kill me because he works for lord michaels that makes you bloodthirsty and I am blood apathetic at best. He says, do, do you have Brigsby Bear 2 in the hopper yet, sir? I don't. Uh, what I do have, though, are two attempts at a sacrifice armbar and two escapes, which then lead to a whirlwind lung blower and the win for Sexy Star at seven <gasps> minutes and two seconds. I have three more notes for this. One, okay. because of the n like no limits th and no fears thing that Penta keeps Sarah, saying. That's the other thing. Sarah Miedo, by the way, does stand for zero fear, which is an incredibly hopeful, beautiful message mm -hmm. to be the catchphrase of this murderer. Yeah. And Stryker says, oh, Penta is a no limit soldier. And I'm like, you can't say that. Wait, why not? What's wrong with that? No Limit Soldiers yeah, are... no Limit Soldiers, baby. The artists for a specific time period of No Limit Records, Master P's record label. So, like, he's literally saying... WCW legend Master P. Okay, you want to know what? Maybe if he was in wrestling, <laughs> like, yeah, that he just has No Limit Soldiers on the brain because that's a thing. Yeah, Pente nobody told Pentagon Jr. that WCW closed in 2001, and he's really... He really wants that Georgia contract. So, you know, just just let him let him believe. Well, it's be a no limit soldier. It's let Stryker believe. <laughs> no, I think I think Pentagon Jr. came up to Matt Stryker before the match. He's like, hey, make sure you, you kind of slip in this no limit soldier business. OK, I really want to get a contract with Uncle Eric. And Matt's just like, I don't have the heart to tell him. I just can't. He's so hopeful to be working with that 70s guy and the kiss demon, Dale Torborg. Oh, yeah. Who's apparently a really nice guy. So Stryker was saying a, in a long winded way of pretty much like, hey, if you have determination and you get that three count, that's what you want. In order to win, you need the three count. I don't remember the exact details because one, I was high and two, okay. After this long-winded statement, Nicole goes, what the fuck are you saying, dude? <laughs> I don't remember it. I think I might have blocked it out. So, uh, Nicole, I agree. And finally, Vampiro goes, I said it once and I'll say it again. She's anti-bully. Like, yeah, guys that was so funny. <laughs> And when she won, he's like, man, she's had it hard from the get-go. She came into this world getting lumpins. And it's like, you can't, mm -hmm. like, you're saying she was being a hit from, as, like, a toddler age? 
Well, and Matt Stryker follows up because he's he like, now what do you mean by that? <laughs> and Van Buren says, you know, because, you know, how uh, she was, you know, so suicidal because she got bullied a bunch. And then she found the mask and she found Lucha Libre and that saved her life. Like he transitioned into her, into creating this abuse story into like, no, I just mean she was suicidal beforehand. And it's like, ah, thanks. Thanks, Vampiro. Mm -hmm. As always, soft bedside manner from Vampiro. She found the mask and then Lucha Libre. Like, she put it on and someone's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, yeah, man, you a luchador? And she's like, what? Huh? <laughs> uh, after the match, Pentagon is mad. We got to commercial. We cut back. We are in the temple gym. And I don't know what kind of weight training Johnny Mundo is doing. Wowzers. But he's doing it one-handed and one-legged, and I, for one, am impressed. Oh, yeah. He's fucking, he's, he's, he's so jacked, and he works so hard. Uh, it's beautiful. I'll be doing a workout stream during the Patreon pledge drive this Saturday, April 15th. And maybe I'll try those. Hell I don't yeah. have any weights and it'll probably fuck my back up because I just have a bad back. But maybe it'll make it <laughs> so strong. The pinched nerve just it just disintegrates. Yeah. And maybe instead of destroying your joints, which because, again, he's only doing this on one leg with one shoulder. Like it will make your joints so powerful that, you know, they'll crunch diamonds and they'll vote for progressives in this upcoming in this upcoming election. Oh my god. Who knows? This joint will be so powerful. Cheech and Chong will be scared of it. Hamana, hamana, hamana. Well, I don't have a clean transition for when Alberto interrupts this wild ass weight training regimen to remind Johnny uh how much he's not competing tonight because he lost last week. Shut this up, Alberto. Real petty shit. Alberto just goes on how Johnny's brilliant matches are what brought him to the temple. And Johnny's inability to capture the big one matches Alberto's expectations of Johnny. Always so close, but so far. Also, this fucker contradicts himself because he's like, you're one of the reasons why I came here. I saw everything you've been doing. And the previous time we saw him with Johnny Mundo, he's like, oh, I didn't know you were still wrestling. I think he he did mention, though, in even in that last one, like... I, the reason, one of the reasons I came here was because I saw your matches, and it was it was so shocking to me because I thought you quit. Okay, he does mention that he is. It's an interesting, you know, dynamic and an interesting way of getting a fight out of someone of being like, "Hey, I'm your number one fan. Uh, I'm just curious, why do you suck so much?" Mm -hmm. And I'm saying that as your number one fan, of course. But it's also this power play because Alberto is the mega champion of AAA, so like he does have a lot of status. In this relationship between the two and Johnny, eventually, yeah, and yeah, because Alberto goes off when Johnny's just like, I think it's it's like five words or something like, just what is your problem? You know, it's just very simply, just like I'm gonna stop you there. Do you have a problem with me? And Alberto's just like, whoa, chill out. Why is this guy so mad at me? Just kind of walks, walking away, confused, like very much gaslighting Johnny right now. I know why he's really mad. The camera guy won't stop spinning around us. Yeah, it's like a real shitty version of the uh, table, the smoke table uh, scenes from that 70s show. Yeah, it was way, but it's because it was on the outside, not on the inside spinning from one to another. That was real bad. And what were you saying before that? I had a something real good to say. Um, we were talking about... Uh, Alberto talking to Johnny, saying how he's always so close, but he always misses. 
uh, how he's oh, I, I'm a big fan of yours, uh, but I wonder why you suck so oh, much. Has kind of been Alberto's approach to this. I am so sorry. I had nothing to do with that. It was oh, great. I should make a song <laughs> and it'll be a a a lucha libre because then it's triple A's lucha libre. Oh my god, I can't believe you would do this today of all days <laughs> you can believe it this is spaghetti comedy <laughs> back at the desk you are we gonna... it's not spaghetti comedy because then spa- okay. then i'm just a chef mm-hmm. that knows how to make spaghetti because it all is sticking on the fucking wall you think a a a lucha libre is sticking to this wall it made you laugh like it got to a situation where it made you laugh you dumb cook nice. I suppose, you filthy bastard. Uh-huh. Back at the desk, we get a reminder that next week is Drago's unique opportunity title versus career match against Prince Puma. Ooh. Where he might get a title match or he might get fired. Oh, uh, can't wait to find out which is which. As we get into the finals. James, you are chuckling to yourself. Do you have another song idea you would like to share with the class? No, this goes in with the finals. This is around the time I would have messaged you that video call. And one (laughs) thing I forgot to bring up is I kept seeing Sean is typing, then stop. Sean is typing, then stop. So I assumed you were watching these videos like, what do I comment on these? (laughs) No, I think it was because at that point I had hopped on the call. So I was like trying. I was like you know, talking with Torchy and then like going to respond to something. And it, it took me a while to be like, I can't do two things at once. I'm just going to be like two o'clock. Okay. Tomorrow. Hey, Lucha Libre, but three of them. That's there you go. Just like the trios championship elimination finals tonight, a triple threat elimination match between three teams, Tejano cage and King Cuerno versus son of havoc, evil East and at helico uh! versus big Rick kill shot and the Mac. Oh, uh, it's elimination rules, so if one member of your team is pinned or is submitted, you're out. Your whole team is out. Because that, because I, I, I wasn't sure when they first said elimination. I'm like, that's nine people. That's a lot of eliminations. If they, <laughs> but no, they're doing one. Your whole team is eliminated if you get if you get knocked out. The odd throuple putting the fun in dysfunctional as Vamp is geeked out by how far Son of Havoc has come. Yeah, and hey. He's been dumped recently, and uh, Stryker, you know a lot about that. You've been dumped a lot, right? Oh my gosh. First of all, yes, we all take shits in Stryker's bag. That is a known fact. B, Son of Havoc was not dumped, Vampiro, okay? He broke up with her, okay? Uh-huh. And I think if you could, if you just check out this Reddit page that I've been trying to get you all to look at for a while now, you can, you'll see that... In actuality, the Virgin Son of Havoc has been base Chad God for a while now, okay? Love him. That's all I'm trying to say. Love him or hate him? (laughs) Love him. Thank you. Yes, see? (laughs) Spaghetti be sticking. That's because I cover Mm -hmm. my noodles in cum. (laughs) You had it. You had it. <laughs> and I brought and it just, further. Mm, you, anyway. Uh, real quick. As striker. Yep. This is a mild spoiler for the Mario movie. Okay. So Bowser takes a blue mushroom that makes him small. And then Toad says, I got this. And then picks him up and puts him in a jar. And Nicole taps me on the shoulder and says, we gotta Oh, go. no. I was like, damn it, Nicole. <laughs> 
<laughs> it wasn't me. It was Nicole. I know. Damn it, Nicole. You. Ugh. What I was thinking was, I hope they poke holes in that. Yeah. Also, you're gonna get, how else are you going to get all the cum in there if you don't no. have any holes? Jonathan. As Stryker breaks down each fighter's strength. Like, it would, it would great. Like, for each of the nine competitors of the match, it's like, what is their strength? What are they bringing to this match? And he does a great job of putting everyone over, but in unique ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we get to Evelise. Uh, he mentions uh, uh, this Evelise's uh, mean streak, right? And Vampiro. After after all of that, by the way, and you know, shout out to Striker when he does well. Does very good with the with the that breakdown of the nine. And then Vampiro, like he had a sweet cum noodles joke, has to break in. Ha, you're so politically correct, Matt. Evelise doesn't have a mean streak. She's a woman from Puerto Rico. Thank. Thank you, Vampiro. He ain't PC, okay? Ben yeah. Shapiro loves Vampiro. They rhyme. Uh, oh, shit. Is Vampiro Ben Shapiro? No. Isn't Ben Vampiro this whole time? No. Okay. I had to ask. Ben Vampiro. <laughs> Someone make a mashup of that. <laughs> One of them will be angry with us. Hopefully both. The match opens up is Cage, Killshot, and Angelico. They do a great job of uh, sort of like spreading the offense around until Cage gets a double stalling suplex. This dude is so fucking strong. Cage is so fucking strong. James, do you know how fucking strong Cage is? Uh, He's probably strong enough to keep a dog inside. I bet. I bet he could and more. I bet he could keep two dogs inside at the same time. He's so strong. And crush them real good. Anyway, we can all <laughs> talk about the Dominator for legal reasons, for canonically legal reasons. Cage is the first to get a tag, which is a, which is an advantage uh, in tag matches. If you want as many tags as you can to kind of keep each other fresh, so mm-hmm. no one's in there for too long. And the fact that these are the favorite, Cage Cuerno and Tejano are very much the favorites. I thought they were yeah. going to win. I think everyone did. They're big. They're strong. They're fucking sweet as hell. And. Normally in a match, what is about to happen, which is this team that I called, I don't know, the monsters or whatever, they yeah, are the doing stars. They are doing such a good job and making James, it believable. What if you call them? Mo- what do you call the Monstars? Okay, like MC Light. No, not MC Light. Light from formerly Psychopathic Records. His thing. Or yeah, or like Light Light uh, Lightfoot from Land Before Time. Kind of like okay. his thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gordon Lightfoot. Oh, yeah, man. He wrote songs. He says, Oh, then, Min Fitzgerald. He says, Hey, 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 Luta Libre. Okay, I was making sure it was three. Oh, you know it was, baby. Man, I can't wait till we get the Gordon Lightfoot remix of my upcoming song, Triple A Lucha Libre. Let him know. I did cut you off. Do you remember what you were saying? They are doing such a great job at making sure no tags are being made, but making it seem so convincing. I never Mm -hmm. once believed like, oh, this was all planned. This is unbelievable that one person is able to subdue two people from getting to a corner of the ring. Ooh, baby. Yeah, it's a very everyone. I mean, everyone in this match, I think the youngest person experience wise might be kill shot. But, like, everyone has been, you know, in the case of Tejano, he's been wrestling since he was a child. It's been in his family for so long. Mac has been a fixture on the scene. Big Rick came from WWE, which is a different style 
there is more, I, from what I've heard, from what I understand, I think there's more choreography in this planning of spots in WWE where, you know, in, in other other places it might be a little more called on the fly. Mm-hmm. Like, I think this might be a little more called on the fly. Or maybe not. I don't know. I wasn't there. But yeah, as Ezekiel, he has experience. They come together so well to tell this story so convincingly and to, like, make these spots count. To make Cage's first tag out to Tejano really count. And then Cuerno immediately coming in afterwards to just cheat. Yeah. Like, we talked about last time the rules of trios matches and how they can be kind of hard. It's a little hard to follow, but they make sense if you understand. If you if the competitor in the ring can get to the outside, they're considered tagged out. But that's the only reason. That's the only way you can come in if you don't get in an official tag. Is if, you, is if your teammate cannot stand up pretty mm-hmm. much. Or you're King Cuerno and you just want to cheat. And Good. there's nothing Marty... Nothing referee Marty Elias can really do. He's like, come on, you can't. Like, It's so sweet to see Marty Elias being like, you really shouldn't be in here right now, man. <laughs> but he's he's not actively attacking anyone for the most part. He's kind of just there for moral support and coaching. Yeah, except, no, he does uh, attack uh, no. the other two guys a lot. Actually, he attacks them a lot. You sound he, like he a Cuerno hater. That's not true. I love Cuerno. No, you I've gone on record him. many a time how much I love King Cuerno. I just hate cheating. You have a hate shrine to him in the back of your closet. No, that's my cum shrine. No, and it's, it's dedicated not. to me because I come to myself every morning as a means of uh, 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 affirmation. And humbling yourself. <laughs> I jack off in the mirror to keep myself humble. <laughs> <laughs> you get it. <laughs> um, and so I can see my butthole better. Uh, speaking of butthole... Man, even Cuerno's butthole tactics of cheating can't last out for too long. As he's, Because the problem is, as him and Tejano are double-teaming the other two members, it means they start working to kill shot and Helico. They start working together a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just enough so they can each get their own hot tags to bring in Mac and Son of Havoc. So fucking good. This match rips, guys. Watch it. They kill it. Uh, Mac and Son of Havoc clear out Cuerno and Tejano. Mac dives onto Tejano from the inside to the outside and Son of Havoc sees that. He's like, oh, I do dives too. Watch. Unfortunately, he is cut off by Cage with a clothesline from behind. No! Thankfully, Ivelisse is still on the apron, sees Son of Havoc at clothesline. She's like, you know what? I got this. And just does a running dive onto Cuerno uh, from the apron. And I didn't see, and I actually don't know. I should have looked this up. I I don't know how to really do it. Ivelisse is injured, I think right around here. Or is after this spot, she's holding her ankle. She's limping the rest of the match. Mm-hmm. In a way, I do not think it felt that felt very real. Yes. I don't know whether I think she might have actually I think that was real. I think something on that dive, she tweaked her ankle pretty badly. Oh, it looked more like knee. Maybe it was knee. Um, my guess is we'll find out next week when they come back because they got to. Oh, baby, I just let's get into the match more. Cage rolls and Helico in, uh, but Big Rick clotheslines Cage momentum. It is now one-on-one-on-one again. We get the Angelico Pele kicks, diving knee, huge pop for that diving knee that sends Tejano into the mysterious guy who looks like Davari, but we don't actually know his name yet, so he is just a mysterious guy whom Stryker recognizes but cannot place the name. Yeah, Tejano gets, takes that diving knee, 
he shot into Davari, who is so angry that he sat in the front row of this wrestling show that he punches Tejano in the back of the head before pimp slapping the love out of Tejano and mm. ripping his own shirt off. Damn, this was so good. I wrote down the mystery fighter is finally here. Yes, and who is not here is security. There is zero security. <laughs> As guy who may or may not be Davari, we don't have a name for him yet. Like, literally, front hand, backhand, front hand, backhand, like, cartoon, like, 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 Tom slapping a Jerry stand-in. It is, it is so cartoonishly violent, mm -hmm. these fucking slaps. And is this when he lifts him up? Uh, right afterwards, he like lifts him up and throws him into the chairs, right? Which I thought, oh, this entire section was extras, but I don't think it was because or unless they are extras and there was one mm. woman sitting right next because later on, I think Son of Havoc and maybe Cuerno get close or something. And she's mm. like, oh, no, is this happening again? I'm, I'm curious. I would I, would, I, would, I don't know. I, um. I don't know how much they pay per tickets and how much they need extras. Well, no, because of them, like, mm -hmm. oh, we know we are going to be throwing him into the seats. Do we? Yeah. These can't be normal people. They need to know what is about to happen. Yeah, because one of those things. This happens a lot at indie shows. Mm -hmm. And and one of the things, if you go, I, if you're ever interested in going to a wrestling show but you have not been, go. It's a fun. It's a great experience. Most of the best shows. I have such like a welcoming community. Uh, but one of the things you should know if you ever go to a show for the first time and you're sitting in the front row is that you should be prepared to move. Yeah. That's a very, com that is a very common thing. Is that like, oh, I'm going to, I'm about to throw this guy into the chairs. Fucking move. Like, yes, you do have to move. But because this is an indie show and because it, it like the entire because section yeah. left, that's why I think this could have been all extras. Maybe I'm curious. That's a very that's a very good point. Yeah, because they they do take such care to make the production go smoothly. Wait a second, I'm looking at it right now. Oh my, Sean, is that you doing extra work? Don't worry about it. I played the part of Davari's shirt. He ripped me off. <laughs> that's my favorite part, by the way. Is this dude? By also, if you go to a wrestling show and you get a wrestler bumps into you, don't punch him in the back of the head. Mm -hmm. Usually, security will show up. <laughs> Instead, Davari just like. Punches his man, slaps him around, and then rips his own shirt off. All these people are eating, like, little baby carrots and, like, wrapped up burritos from a craft services table. So, yeah, I think they're all extras. Well, you don't bring craft services on to... Anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh, and I was calling them not the monsters, the preds, the predators. Oh, the predators. I have not seen that movie either. Same. We Back in the ring... Oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, and when Davari leaves, he leaves cool guy not looking at explosion style. Like, he doesn't even turn around. He doesn't taunt. He just, like, rips his shirt off, primally screams, and then without even turning around to admire his handiwork, walks off into the sunrise. Again, nary a security guard to be seen. When he ripped it off and screamed, he became claymation, like in primal rage. Yeah. And then he got, I used to play that at my friend's house, I was, Bethany and Amy. I was about to say, there should be like claymation wrestling, but I'm like, that's celebrity deathmatch, you dumbass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, back in the ring, remember the match? Yeah. Uh, Tejano gets rolled in, Killshot lands a double stomp Meteora, which is the double stomp, but instead of landing on the abdomen, he lands on the shoulders. 
uh, with both feet from the top rope and pins Tejano to eliminate the team of Tejano, Cage, and Cuerno. The favorites have been eliminated. Get out of here. Go back to dumping in Chavo's bag, except we don't endorse that, even though we know it is still going on. No, after after he stood up for his niece, which if you have not followed the Vicky Guerrero story and want to hear a really gross story, check that out on Twitter. Chavo is a pretty good guy in it. Is this a recent story? Yeah, it came out a couple uh, a couple weeks ago. Okay. Ivelisse, by the way, is still injured. The teams are, again, Ivelisse and Helico and Son of Havoc taking on Big Rick, Killshot, and the Mac. And Ivelisse is injured as hell, limping on the outside, and Helico is getting bullied by Big Rick, Killshot, and the Mac. Tight tandem, quick tags. Throughout this entire match, he has been being bullied. Yeah, yeah, all night, really. He's kind of getting his... He's, I mean, they're all getting bullied, really. Son of Havoc, like, is getting the hot tags when he can, but they usually don't last super long. Even that first one, he doesn't get his dive, right? Cage cuts him off. Like, th- his chest is red from being slapped in the beginning of the match, and it is, mm-hmm. it's red throughout. Yeah, because, like, especially how long... like. Killshot and Angelico stay in the ring for a while mm-hmm. during those opening sequences. And Angelico is really the only baby face. So he's just, <laughs> he's, he's taking all of it, man. Uh, and he continues. Eventually, he, he kind of fights his way into the corner, which I really, I, I love this little bit of storytelling where he, he doesn't get thrown to the corner. He gets thrown into the ropes and he has to kind of roll his way into the corner just as a more advantageous position to fight three guys at once, to have like your back to the wall. So it's like, okay, well, at least no one can get behind me. And eventually he does. He almost is. He dumps out Mac. He dunks out Rick before he finally rolls himself out, which allows, again, Trio's rule, Son of Havoc, to come in to take over for Angelico, who cannot stand. He is on the outside. He's mm-hmm. going to take a nap, a very well-deserved nap. And he fucking fights, but the, and he, like, it's just, it's a uh, son of Havoc kill shot, which is very fast paced and very fucking neat as hell. I got one real quick thing on the Chavo thing. Uh, maybe every wrestling federation, the locker room should have a ceremonial Chavo's bag. And at the end of the night, everyone dumps out into it or beforehand. It's like tradition. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like we're not, we're, we're not shitting in your bag because we hate you anymore. It's we're shitting on your bag because we respect you. Mm-hmm. This is dump of honor. And D-O-H. D-O-H. Oh, hell yeah. I like that. It's yeah, kind of a, a good luck thing like the lottery, that book where they're like, well, we got to kill one person every year. Well, yeah, we got yeah. We got to dump in a bag before a match. Yeah, we got to figure out who we're going to kill, who we're going to throw all these rocks to to death. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure we shit in this bag. Yeah, yeah. I also want to make sure I, I want to put over the uh, Mac elbow drop. Dude, it, like a very picturesque, macho macho man-like elbow drop. The way he even kind of gets his hands behind his back before like delivering the elbow from the top rope. And huge Willie Mac. Uh, the Mac is Willie Mac, who is a, uh, a staple. Uh, his, his continues to be a staple. It is so cool to see them not just chant the Mac, them chanting Willie Mac. Like yeah. they know who this guy is. They want and they want to see him succeed. And it fills my heart. Like, it really just does fill my heart. He was a a standout in this match. So fucking good. I'm like, how is he doing this? He does so much and everything, even when he sells, he 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 gets dumped to the outside, takes it straight to the face. Like, 
gets tossed from the inside of the ring to the outside, lands all on his face, and just sells with so much emotion and heart. And it's fucking beautiful, man. Willie, those Willie Mack chants are, God, I love wrestling, man. I just love it. In the ring, this is after Son of Havoc comes in after Angelico Roselt. Son of Havoc and Killshot are going at it. Killshot tr- goes for a top rope Poison Rana, which is a Hurricane Rana from reverse, but is blocked by Son of Havoc, which allows a limping Ivelisse. She's limping, but she still wants to murder someone. Mm-hmm. Gotta love Ivelisse for that. Climbs to the top rope to crossbody Rick and Mac, who instead catch her, which is, ew, that's a scary place to be. Thankfully, Killshot can take advantage, or uh, sorry, Son of Havoc take it, takes advantage of Killshot, who is slow to rise after that after, after he misses that uh, Hurricane Rana and hits a Poison Rana of Son of Havoc's own before suicide diving into the Mac and Rick pile, taking the, all of those out and leaving Killshot and the recently recuperated Angelico. Fall of the Angels, which is the Razor's Edge buckle bomb, disgusting finishing maneuver to get the W over Killshot and new trios tag team champions. Let's fucking go. I was screaming. I was like, it's our boy in Helico. He did it. He did it. Yay. Dario Cueto comes out and he comedy chops right now. He's big, big shocked face. Big. Oh my gosh. Face. Oh my. He says the most dysfunctional actually did it. And how he's in the, his inflection on words and syllables is so funny. I love, this is what he should be right here. This is what is what he does best where it is funny in also a way. I, he's not likable in this instance to me, right? Like there is comedy in there, but like there's also a truly despicable man. He felt like a Nick Kroll character in this instance. Yeah, but not like Bobby Bottle Service, where I sometimes I'll sometimes root for Bobby Bottle Service. He like just like no, this dude fucking sucks. He's funny. I love this bit, but I hate this man. I love. Where like I can't believe like he's so it's so passive aggressive. It's so you fucking losers. I can't believe you did it. Uh, he wants to congratulate uh, the most def- dysfunctional trio team in the world for winning the trio's titles, but actually they have not. <gasps> for one last team remains, personally selected by Dario, to fight in a no-disqualification match, and that match will happen now. And, oh, thank God, it's just the crew. I was so scared for a second. <laughs> I was a little, like... In the beginning, I was like, wonder why the crew hasn't been around a lot. Yeah. And then they come. And I, yeah. let's just like do the like the big spots in this because the beginning is just the crew coming in and laying waste to the odd thruple in a very devastating mm. way. But there's not really any cool things. It's just like, oh, wow, they're being violent. Yeah, it starts off, uh, they bring out their weapons, uh, it's mostly a brawl on the outside. It takes them actually a while, which I like, uh, from a storytelling way. Like, if the crew were to win this, that's how they would win it, is to not let them get in the ring for a long time. Mm -hmm. Just like, I'm gonna hold you out here and keep hitting you with a chair until you can't stand up. Because you're in Helico Ivelisse's Son of Havoc, I do not want to fight you in a wrestling ring. Yeah. And they did, and they do a great job of dividing and separating. Yeah. At one point, uh, I think it's it's uh, Cortez and Bale have Ivelisse lined up for like a candlestick stick beheading, 
when Son of Havoc makes the save. But Ivelisse can't stand up, and Helico has been wasted on the outside, so it quickly becomes three on one. Sort of like remind them, like, but we do have the divide and conquer. We mm-hmm. have the teamsmanship, and they do divide and conquer immediately after that. Uh, in the ring, Cortez bullies Ivelisse, while in the crowd, Cisco bullies Son of Havoc, and then in the balcony, because there is like a, there is there is the crowd section, there's the balcony section above that. Bale backdrops and Helico off of the balcony onto the roof of Dario's office. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see the office there at first. And it's the scariest looking moment of <laughs> just seeing him backdrop off a balcony. Being like, Oh my God. Okay. There's a roof there. Thank God. So when I saw this, I was like, well, I know what's going to happen later, but when we get to it, it exceed. even though I knew mm. what was going to happen, the shot, you said the cinematography of this show is so fucking great. Oh baby. Yeah. Uh, there is a very, uh, as as a divide and conquer, uh, there's a very scary botch. Oh, yeah. With Bale and Son of Havoc. So we say fight in the crowd. Uh, the crowd is not floor level with the ring. They're about four to five feet in the air. Yes. Uh, besides mm-hmm. the, like, VIP section. Where Davari was, yes. Mm-hmm. So they're in this, like, you know, slightly raised four to five feet up. Uh, and there's a barricade. And... Bale looks like he's going for a v- vertical suplex. Like he like his back is to the is to the ring area. Son of Havoc's back is in the, like he's in the crowd. And the fact that like again, like he he just so he can't hold him. He can't hold the vertical suplex position. Like he just doesn't have the strength or it was a weird pickup or something. Son of Havoc could have landed on someone's fucking like shoulder and cracked that shit. Mm-hmm. Cuz again, they're fighting in the audience. He very nearly drops Son of Havoc on his neck entirely. Yeah. Like, it is such a scary moment. Even there is even Stryker kind of like like your like your one sober friend who's not sober, but he's not taking shrooms that night. He's only drinking and he sees you putting your hand in the oven and trying to turn it on. Just <laughs> comes in with a dude, dude. Like he screams dude in such a way of like, guys, what the fuck are like uh it's I, the yeah they, uh bail that was yeah no that, i'm sorry that was mr cisco that was frightening how uh, son of havoc then like counters that is so just peak performance of like this is what you want to see in a wrestling show he gets back yeah. into the crowd well uh, cisco is laying on yes. the ground and yes. then gets on the railing Obviously, ask consent to someone in the audience. Who, I loved that. Yes, oh it was gosh. so good. Who, to keep balance, holds his hand on top of a man's bald head and then mm-hmm. just launches off the railing. It was so good. And then right after that, oh, my God, Man Sean. of the people, son of havoc. Uh, and I love the call here. Because as soon as so, man, the people sort of havoc lands that moon salt off of the man's head. Uh, but numbers game still. Bale comes in immediately afterwards, flying forearm. Son of Havoc is knocked out. So Sis goes down. Bale just took care of uh, Son of Havoc. Mad Striker, I think one of my favorite calls all night. Evilise alone in the ring and Helico too far to do a thing. Son of Havoc on the outside. It was fun while it lasted. For a reminder, and Helico was backdropped onto the roof of the office. Mm-hmm. Not a great way to get into the ring from there. JK, though, because this is the Angelico dive off of the roof into the ring double crossbody. 
Oh this my is, god. If you've seen any promotional material for Lucha Underground, this is the spot. They show they will show this spot in perpetuity. Oh because god, it's it, so good. A beautiful fucking shot. Yeah. It, he takes the full running dive and the extent like the extension, the the hang time and the shot of he's a he is a beautiful bird of violent death coming from the sky to just fucking decimate these two goons and oh it's so good it's there's a reason they it's one sometimes you see something and they show it over and over and you're like oh my gosh we're sick of it this is not one of those things this is something they show over and over and you're like spoiler apparently future seasons they do jump the shark pretty hard in this i don't know what that means i just know later seasons aren't as great as aren't as finally remembered as these first couple seasons okay but when you watch, I feel like just watching this spot and like watching promo packages and like, you know, B-roll and them showing this is just a nice reminder of like, oh, wait, this is pretty cool. Yeah. Even, yeah, even on the work, like even on bad days, they give us moments like this that are like oh. magical, magical. And just and how it like hooks, like he, it looks like a, a, a curve ball of him running and just landing perfectly in the middle. Yeah. Like this could have murdered a man, but no, yes. it's so good. My peak highness. This is when, like, he lands that. Then what happens? So he lays that Ivelisse now uh, <laughs> on one leg, goes full sandman uh, with the kendo stick, just ba ba ba, before directing air traffic for a helico instead of havoc. They're on the same page. They finally did it. Angelico on one top rope, Son of Havoc on the other, Stereo Shooting Star Press double stomps, double pins, the crew loses, Odd Thruple are now your new trio's champions, 6 minutes and 39 seconds. I don't even know anything that happened after that because this is <laughs> when I made the video called the Sean, just losing my mind, this show fucking rocks. It's fucking awesome. It's very cool. Even in the moments afterwards, it still tells this odd thruple story where Son of Havoc gets up. He tries to lean on Ivelisse, who only has one leg and <laughs> cannot support him. So she, so when Angelico runs in, he like does like a running hug. She immediately collapses. And then him and Son of Havoc are kind of like, oh, okay, well, all right. Like just the, such a beautifully awkward moment. Mm -hmm. Right after winning this intense double matches, three matches, they had to eliminate three different teams tonight. Yeah. And I mean, they're messy, but they're champions. Oh. Uh, they put it over really well. And Helico, the charismatic technician who put everything on the line to become a megastar tonight. And Ivelisse, who persevered through injury and getting up, getting broken up with by a guy who lives in his car to capture greatness tonight. Oh. And son of havoc here since day one was told by the experts he didn't have it. Well, fuck you, Stone Cold. This man has more it than you have Steve Weiser's. By the way, love the podcast. Oh, guys, watch this episode. It's so good. Mm -hmm. And we'll be back next week. Sounds great. And if you're if you're hungry for sweet, sweet content up until then, you can always pop over to twitch.tv slash Goose Von Kaiser, where I'll be hanging out, talking about buttholes and wrestling and Hollow Knight. 
And if you want to see even more of both Sean and I, we will be recording next week. We're doing a bonus episode in the free feed, which will be live recorded over on twitch.tv forward slash mostly speak in Sentai as a part of the 2023 Patreon pledge drive where I'm trying to get up to 40 patrons. That's dollar patrons, $5 patrons, $10 patrons. Any is okay. Every 10 new patrons we get starting now, you can go subscribe right now. We're currently at 21. If we get to 30, if we get to 40, I'll be eating the Pocky One Chip Challenge live on stream. And eventually, I think we agreed on seven to nine. Yes. We are Central Time. We are doing a live watch along of three episodes of Los Luchadores from Fox Kids. I love that show. Sean has been on Mostly Loving Luchas. We used to do it mm-hmm. on the Mostly Speaking Sentai podcast feed. So, guys, check that out. I'm excited. I handpicked three episodes that are more like, oh, we're discussing stuff in Lucha Underground. These kind of things will be brought up in these episodes. Lucha Doris. It's a way of life. It's I okay, I keep thinking of the Mucha Lucha theme song, which is is a different show. Yeah. But come through. It's going to be a hoot and a holler. Uh Uh-huh. And if you subscribe right now at the $5 tier, it's $5 a month over at patreon.com forward slash MLM pod. You get exclusive content every single Friday. It's a good time. But if you're a $10 patron, you get monthly exclusive content on top of the weekly in the form of straight to Patreon. Maybe this month, Sean and Torchy might be on. Uh, We need to schedule it. Or if not, the next month. They're true. And you get shout outs on every single free feed podcast. So let's begin with those, starting with Steve F. I wasn't sure if I was going to do anything this week. Eric Berry of Ranger Command Power Hour. He tells me my anger is my greatest weakness. Alex Z, the Waz. It is my strength. Orion, he's a rapper, Defo, D hyphen FO. And he tells me my anger is my greatest weakness. Jordan B, the Chaos Witch. It is my strength. Joshua Jacobs, my bickle. Tells me my anger is my greatest weakness. Steve Barnes, a sweet child of time. Currently on Dark, that Netflix series. It is my strength. The womb in which I emerged, my mother. Tells me my anger is my greatest weakness. Lil Corey's BFF and roommate, Shane. Is my strength. That fed. Tells me my anger is my greatest weakness. And twitch.tv forward slash core winning. It's Corwin. It's my strength. I've been James. I've been Sean. And we've been Sweaty Time Pro Pro Wrestling. Bye. Oh, hey, hey, hey.